Oh, you know, just drop by to say hello, see what you've been, uh, up to, what, uh, how are these days? We came to see if you're dead. It's podcast time, your wild grabber friends will talk about bare distant lands. And met the man and names the woman, the fun will never end. It's podcast time. Welcome to Oh My Glob, an Adventure Time podcast. I'm Amy. I'm Matt. And we're here talking about Adventure Time all the way from the beginning to the end. Booyah. Matt? Yeah. Hi. Guess what? Speaking of getting to the end, we are one season closer to the end. It is true. We are limping our way over the finish line of season four. We sure are. (laughs) How are you? I'm not going to lie, man. Watching I Remember You hit me hard in the feels. Yeah. It's an emotional roller coaster. It is a very emotional roller coaster. So I'm, I'm coming off of watching that, and uh, yeah, that was hard. Yeah, it's a tough one to get through. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, it's a like really oddly rainy day uh, today. It's been raining hard, then sunny, then raining, then sunny. So I prefer my Pacific Northwest falls just to be straight runny. Runny? Rainy? <laughs> I think we're already getting to that point of the year where I feel like a vampire. Yeah. Because we've had like consistent cloudiness and rain lately. Mm-hmm. So like that five minutes when the sun came out today, I was like. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, no, no. No, no, too much. Dial it back. Can't take direct uh, sunlight. Yeah. Yeah. But it's almost my favorite holiday. Yeah. Which yep. one is that? Halloween is in <laughs> seven days. Wait, you like Halloween? I love Halloween so no. much. No. <laughs> How did you know? Because <laughs> you tell me all the time. Yep. Yes, Halloween is a big event in our ho- house. We are we bought our candy, we decorated. Matt has a so for his birthday, I bought him a 13-day countdown calendar. It's like this Funko one. And he gets to open one each day and uh they have like these little how big would you say like 2 inches? Yeah, probably 2 inches tall. 2 inch tall Funkos that are Halloween themed. Yeah, I love them. Today's was Reagan from The Exorcist. Oh. I didn't tell you that. You were still asleep when I opened it. Yeah. It was at like six something a.m. probably. <laughs> you were like, I have to open my Funko. I gotta do it. <laughs> yeah, what have I got so far? I've got Freddy. I've got Lydia from Beetlejuice. Pennywise from It. Uh, the Mullet Vampire from Lost Boys. <laughs> Michael. You're one of us now, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, so it's been fun watching him open those and, um, you know, keeping it real, Halloween style. Yeah, speaking of Halloween style, we just watched Ghostbusters last night. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to watch the rest of them in pre- preparation for uh, the November release. Yeah, uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Yeah, that'd be cool. I hope the second one holds up. Yeah, uh, I, that's the one I remember most from. Yeah, I, th- I think I watched that one more as a kid than the original, mm-hmm. but- it's one of those movies where when I was a kid, I thought everybody loved it, but it turns out nobody loves it. Hmm, <laughs> so really? I really wonder how it holds up. Yeah, I'm I'm too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess we'll we'll find out. Probably yeah. watch it uh, after we uh, record here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What else, Matt? Hmm. <laughs> how much am I at? I've just been uh, working on uh, animation. Hmm. That's about it. <laughs> how about you? <laughs> <laughs> no, just working away and um, keeping it real, you know, just living the life. Yeah. I guess I've been animating and um, working on 
other podcast ventures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just released a big like Halloween franchise review thing. Yeah, did a whole review of all the movies in the Halloween franchise. Except number one. Except the first one, because it's too easy. Everybody's doing it. <laughs> I won't have it. <laughs> wow. <clears throat> Very passionate about my stance on this. Well, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. So, should we get to the show? Yeah, let's... Oh, my goodness. I don't think we've ever had two such highly regarded episodes in a row before. Yeah, I mean, these are... I'm not going to... Again, first one hit me in the feels. Uh, The second one is really interesting, and I I really enjoyed it, so I I can't wait to talk about both of them. Yeah, me neither. Oh, I'm excited to get to our rankings this season. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. Should we get to it? Let's do it. All right. So, we're reviewing today... Uh, Season 4, episode 25, I Remember You, and Season 4, episode 26, The Lich. The Lich. I Remember You has an IMDb rating of 9.6, super high. Um, Probably, it's like an emotional gut punch episode plus a Marceline episode equals really high IMDb ratings. Yeah, Uh, we've had a few people write in over the years that say that this is their favorite episode. Mm Mm-hmm, yeah. Overall number, 103. Uh, directed by Larry Leachleiter, Adam Muto. Uh, written and storyboarded by Cole Sanchez and Rebecca Shiga. Yeah. Original air date, October 15th, 2012. <laughs> That's how we overshot it. <laughs> and 2.54 million US viewers. Cool. Uh, the title card is uh, Ice King looking into a an icy wall at his reflection, but the reflection is Simon, uh, Ice King's old personality from before he went yeah. cray cray. Oh. This just hurts my heart. Yeah, it's just, yeah. <laughs> my heart hurts right now. Like, I, I wept after this episode. Matt kept, like, rubbing my leg and, like, a, you gonna be okay kind of thing. You all right? You all right? <laughs> <laughs> you need that? You need that? <laughs> That's saying, oh, you all right there, huh? You, you gonna be okay? You can't handle the cartoon? <laughs> you want to watch the next episode? Honey? <laughs> <laughs> this, this this episode was a rollicking good time. <coughs> yeah, uh, okay. So for the synopsis, starting us off, the Ice King performs a cover of Marceline's Fry song to Gunter. Um, and what's funny is he puts Gunter's name in into the like, song. Yeah, into like several places in the song that don't make sense. It was awesome. Uh, and he was wearing a black uh, Marceline wig. Um, he's like, Gunter, you ready for the show? And comes out in a wig and ready to sing. Anyway, he gets the idea to ask for Marceline's help to write a song to impress princesses. Uh, so he s- flies down to, I think, did they call it the Remember Room? Yeah, I think that he said something like that. The Remember yeah. Room. Yeah, and um, goes down and pulls out uh, his scrapbook. And um, what's funny about this, he's like, he sniffs it, he's like... Still, still smells like tears or something like that. Yeah. Anyway, he rips some pages from the scrapbook so he can use them as inspiration for lyrics. And then, uh, with his drum set and synthesizer question mark yeah, <laughs> on his back, I, I don't know what kind of synthesizer that was. Yeah, he flies to Marceline's house. Finn and Jake uh, happen to be sitting on a hill on a log with binoculars. Happen to notice him and think that he's up to no good. Marceline, uh, when <laughs> he gets there, he's like, anybody home? She's like, no. <laughs> yeah. She refuses to help him at first. But the Ice King, in true Ice King 
uh, fashion flies into the house anyway. And then while trying to un- open up his instruments, he tangles himself up with the cord. Yeah, that's like me with anything involving like Christmas lights. Oh my gosh. I'm like, well, I'm on the floor now. It's my nightmare. Tangled in cords. Yep. <laughs> so Finn and Jake arrive and assume that Marceline has subdued him. By the way, it- it's almost like um, Ice King is under almost consistent house arrest, like unofficial house arrest. Because mm-hmm. anytime he leaves and Finn and Jake see him, they're like, well, we better go stop him from doing whatever he's doing. He's up to no good. Yep. So they offer to take Ice King away, but Marceline's like, no, it's cool. We're going to write a song together. So, <laughs> so Finn and Jake are like, what? Anyway, they leave. But they're just kind of camped outside a lot of the episode. So accompanied by Marceline, the Ice King sings a song addressed to Princess Bubblegum and various other princesses of Ooh, revealing that he is so alone and needs pretty much anyone. Then he starts acting nuts and like blasts his ice hand cannons into her ceiling and becomes apologetic for pushing Marceline when she tackles him. So he flies into the kitchen and like like a cat, Marceline finds him hiding <laughs> up on the fridge and she <laughs> he's like don't don't mind me, I'll stay out of your way. And so she goes and opens the fridge, pulls out a red apple, and his beard starts swishing on her head. Finn, hey, hey, what you got there? An apple? He's like, he's like the cat that's like, oh no, no, I'm gonna sit over here, but then I'm gonna paw at you anytime you're close to me. Um, despite calling the Ice King a, a an annoying, pitiful old man, she admits that she's glad to see him. Yeah. The Ice King is surprised to find out that she likes him and asks for a hug, which Marceline gives him. Which he misinterprets her feelings and tries to kiss her. Marceline angrily confronts him and asks if he really does not remember his past or who he is, calling him by his real name, Simon. Yeah, the whole time I'm like, don't try to kiss her, man. Don't try to kiss her. And I forget every time that he actually does it. I'm like, ugh. <laughs> so the Ice King proclaims that he's a lyricist, taking out the pages from a scrapbook to prove it. So Marceline show, shows him a newspaper clipping with a photo of himself before he was the Ice King holding the Enchiridion before the Mushroom War. You know, somehow I missed that he was holding the Enchiridion. Hmm. Yeah, I think I did too. So she also finds a photo of herself in the pile, which she, which uh, he took when she was like a little kid. And on the back, Marceline finds a message from Simon directed at her, revealing his anguish at losing himself as his magic crown transforms his mind and his fear that Marceline's going to lose him as a friend as he continues to transform. The message also indicates that the crown's magic was helping him survive the Mushroom War, and he knows he has to protect Marceline in in this destroyed world, but that he is torn between his need to protect her from its danger and from himself as he loses his mind. Yeah. Pretty tragic character. Yep. The Ice King has no memory of writing the note, but tells her to read it in a form of a song while he plays the drums. After Marceline sings the message on the back of the photo, she becomes frustrated that he does not recognize his own words and shows him something that he wrote. So he sings the message expressing regret and asking for Marceline's forgiveness. As they sing, a flabbergasted Finn and Jake watch from outside with binoculars, not knowing what's going on. So a flashback reveals a ruined city in the aftermath of the Mushroom War and a young Marceline standing alone in the wreckage crying. A not yet fully transformed Simon finds her and wipes her tears, cheering her up with a stuffed animal, Hambo. And that's the end of the episode. <sighs> yeah. So, what do you think of this one? <laughs> Emotions. It's a nonstop laugh fest. That's a joke. <laughs> really? <laughs> it's a sad episode. It was just crazy because he's just so oblivious to 
who he was, and he literally lost himself to the crown of, you know, the Ice King crown. And I just, it's just so sad, you know? And Marceline's like, you always, like, I, I, no matter where I go, no matter where I hide, you always seem to find me. Yeah. And bother me. And imagine, like, Marceline's grief that she must have. Like, she wants to stay away from him because of the fact that he is such, like, this shamble of a man compared to the person that she used to know and love yeah yeah it's super sad so um i on a happy note jt dog zone is back (laughs) (laughs) he's like a mainstay at the second half of the season isn't that crazy they're like we have some heavy episodes we need to cheer it up with jt dog zone and his awful dating advice right but th- this actually does have a lot more laughs in it than I remembered it having. Mm-hmm. Like the Ice King blasting the ceiling and uh, crawling on top of the fridge like a cat. Yeah. But other than that, it's a really good storytelling episode. Yeah, it, it totally is. It's it's more world building and it goes back. You know, we've just heard mention of the Mushroom War and this is starting to, I think, open the the information floodgates, if you, as you will, um, mm-hmm. of like, hey, this thing happened and these are... Two of the people who you didn't know were connected lived through this, and it was so impactful that um, this person was significantly, you know, how did Simon get the crown in the first place? Uh, It's going to get into that in a future episode. I'm not sure if you've seen any of those ones. No, I haven't. I haven't. Um, But I just, from what I do know of, like, Simon and, like, the, I only know a little, little bit. Um, <clears throat> it's just, oh, it just hurts my heart. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And just the feeling like he's so alone. And like, can you imagine being that alone in your, like. He's like tra- trapped in his own mind. Yeah. Like lost in his own mind. Yes. Yeah. 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 At first, I wasn't sure if Marcy remembered like everything that happened. Um, and I wrote a note, um, to myself, I was like, does Mar- Marcy remember? And then when it, and then like it, that explained in the episode, her, her memories and, oh man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's good writing for this episode, like how they can explain why she's never talked about it before. She's trying to forget it. Like mm-hmm. she doesn't want to be reminded that Ice King is this person that she used to love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally and she still sense. loves him. It's just like, ugh. <laughs> Yeah. And what's interesting is like, so it's not even Ice King. It's the crown. Is the crown Ice King, right? Or did Simon become Ice King because of the crown? I'm pretty sure Simon became Ice King because of the crown. Right. So like if Finn, let's say, were to put on the crown and like continuously wear it, would he then become Ice King or would he become something else? Oh, that's a good question. I I think it's something like it's like something like Lord of the Rings, with like the longer you have the ring, the more like Gollum you become. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm, same yeah. kind of deal. Yeah, dude, I never made that like connection. It's very similar, isn't it? Yeah, Ice King is kind of the Gollum of uh, Adventure Time. Well, him and that guy in the prison in the uh, <laughs> the gut grinder ball? episode. <laughs> I'm not the gut grinder. <laughs> 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 I'm here for the free grub. Um, it's so interesting how the writers of this episode um really tried to break up the heaviness of the emotion by putting in the humor, like you're mentioning before. Mm-hmm. 
Um, like for example, when he um he has a amp cord that is like holding together his drum set and synthesizer, and he gets like tangled up in it, and he's like, "Oh no, Ice King's in trouble," and he's literally like wrapped up in this cord, and it's funny, you know. Yeah, but, but they that, balance it so well. They really do. They really do. Like the jokes are never at the expense of the drama happening in the episode. It's not like Family Guy where like. You know, you have like a lot of gross out humor in the show, and then they try to have um, serious moments, but then they're intercut with like a dumb Peter joke. Mm-hmm. And like, I like Family Guy, but like when that show tries to get serious, it's really forced feeling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you compare that to this episode, and it's like, wow, this all flowed so perfectly. It did. It was just really interesting. So, for example, like when um, Ice King was on his way over to Marceline's, um, and Finn and Jake see him. Like, oh, we better go get Ice King. And, and they make a comment like, bad biscuits make a, bake bro- a, br- a baker broke, bro. I'll just say it now. That's my favorite line. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, you know, his obsession with, you know, getting connected with a princess. And, um, you know, when he's like talking about writing a, a song, he's like, princess action. Wiggles his eyebrows up <laughs> and down. You know, and, and it's just, ah, Yeah. Oh, also, that, that's sorry. No, you. That's another sad thing is Mar- Marceline having to see like what a gross creep he's become compared yeah. to like the noble guy that he used to be. Totally. Yes. Yeah. Um. The other thing, Matt, I was wondering about is um, who's Gron? Because he he talks about Gron in the sky, and like, is that Ice King's god instead of Glob? Gron. Yeah. Oh man, I don't know. You know what? Knowing the show, that little line is probably going to come back to be like a full episode at some point. I just don't remember. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, Gunter, you goot my fries. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything you didn't like? Yeah, the song. Really? I don't like the song. It's like the story in the song is great. Just like melody wise, I think it's like one of the worst songs in the series. Hmm. It's just not for me. It's like they just tried cramming a bunch of words into the chorus. I don't know. It just isn't for me. Um. I think that this is very the the style of singing that they have Marceline do. It's very similar. It's like a talk singing, mm-hmm. even though the voice actor that does Marceline is you know spectacular singer. But it is really interesting how they choose to have her songs like spoken word style. Yeah. 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 Yeah, maybe it's so that Tom Kenny could keep up. Maybe. It's it's like what they should have done with like Beyonce and um <laughs> Donald Glover in the Lion King Yes. Oh it's like my wow, gosh. she is out singing this guy like crazy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. For real. <laughs> we always go back to that. <laughs> when you have two singers singing together and one's like clearly like Far superior. Oh yeah. Not to say Tom Kenny's a bad singer. I think he's great. Okay, so in my notes, like after after Ice King's like whole like I'm so lonely, I'm so lonely. Um, then when it flipped to like where Marceline's like telling the story and like filling in the audience and Ice King about what happened, all I wrote in my notes is this is so sad. Mm-hmm. And then from then on out, I had zero notes because I was just like so upset by it. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I had a hard time taking notes on this one too because I was really sucked into what was happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sign of a good episode. Totally. <laughs> Maybe not a sign for a good podcast. <laughs> 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 I think we've managed. Yes. Is there anything you didn't like? 
no, I, I I really think this was a good episode. I I didn't have any issue with it. I think that um I don't know, but so I think that Finn and Jake. This isn't part of like what I didn't like, but I just a, a side comment. We and shared um the experience with Finn and Jake. Mm-hmm. Um, they were the audience in this, and it was really interesting. Um, my I have a my impression has to do with that, but like. It is really interesting how just there is all of this history that the rest of Ooh is not aware of. Yeah. And we get to have a front row seat to watching it unfold. And it's just so just um I'm 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 looking forward to to hearing the rest of the story and yeah. having a, a understanding of what happened and and getting the full picture rather than these little pieces that we've gotten. Yeah, it's like because you get like you do get like some um, background stories of like the characters of Ooh throughout the series, but nobody's nobody else's stories like transcend time like like uh, mm-hmm. Marcy and Simon's does. Like it's really awesome stuff. Yeah, what was the? I'm trying to look it up. What was the Christmas? What was no, the, Holly Jolly Secrets. Holly Jolly Secrets. Yeah, yeah. I was. Yeah, I season three, like, episodes nineteen and twenty. Mm-hmm. And. Yeah, this is where we learn more about Simon and Betty for the first time. And they, like, open up the door and they gather um, with with everybody, including Ice King. But, yeah, it's it's more – it's adding on to that story. Yeah. And it's really interesting. I, I think we get a little bit more of that each season. There is, like, a whole episode on just the Simon and Marcy backstory which is a really good episode coming up in the future Mm, i can't wait i think that'll be really neat um where was the snail matt so the snail was at the bottom right corner of the ice king's cave entrance as he leaves also it appears very small under a desk in the ice king's castle when he looks for the book where he gets his song inspiration from wow we got two two hot dogs two of them Ooh, that's a twofer yeah oh my goodness (laughs) (laughs) you know what i I just thought of um the fact that this episode gives a little insight into the past of some characters when the next episode is showing you a glimpse of like what the future of the of the series is going to be like Hmm. yeah interesting cool stuff it's gonna be awesome season five man i'm excited i'm excited for season five there's some oh really good stuff i know i know favorite line Bad biscuits make the baker broke, bro. I love it. Jake, I can't believe I didn't stumble over that. Good job. Like <laughs> me. <laughs> Speaking of baking, I think I'm going to make some bagels today. Oh, nice. Are you making those rainbow bagels? I want to make those rainbow bagels. Cool. I think I'm going to try. I think you should do it. Maybe. What's your favorite line? Yeah. So this is uh, two. What's going on? I don't know. So what's going on with Jake? And then the I don't know is Finn. And this is at the end of the episode while they are with the uh, binoculars looking at Ice King and Marceline Jam together. Yeah. It was one of those few cases where, like, you know, they're on the job or whatever. And they're like, I have no idea what to do with this. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you want to give me an impression of a character? Oh, man. Oh, no. Ice King's in trouble. Oh, nice. (laughs) When does he say that? When he was wrapped up in the cord and he couldn't get himself unwrapped up. (laughs) Ah, nice. Yeah. What about you? Your constant harassment of the female gender makes me sick. (laughs) Jake. He says it just like Batman from that animated series, Batman the Brave and the Bold. Yes. Yeah. Love that line. Crazy. Hey, Matt. Uh Uh-huh. We have some trivia. 
And the blazing guns of the trivia, it's the best part of the show. If you think it's not, don't be a fool, it is. I don't know why it's so aggressive at the end. (laughs) (laughs) That's the new trivia song. All right, I love it. Good. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Uh, So getting us started, in the Ice King's The Past Room, that was it, it was The Past Room. The Past Room. Several mushroom more related items appear, such as in the bottom left in a box, there's a picture of a meteorite heading for Earth. I also saw a surfboard in there, but that's not listed on here. Yeah. One of Betty's scarves hanging from a box, which could have contained other things that belong to her. This box also has a pink shirt and a picture turned backwards. Okay. An army helmet and a ripped up stop sign. All right. Yeah. Towards the end of the episode, when Ice King is singing about slipping away... His facial expression begins to show regret, hinting that he may have a brief moment of lucidity. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I noticed that and I um I was just like, he's realizing how alone he is and oh man. Mm-hmm, man mm-hmm. All the feels. All right, sorry. Uh this marks the third time anyone has referred to IK as Simon, with the first being Finn in Beyond This Early Realm and Ricardio and Lady and Peoples. Yeah. So when Ice King lifts his tunic... Wait, 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 sorry. Ricardio, uh, Lady and Peoples... Okay, that's after he lived inside of Ice King's body, right? Yep. Okay, so he already knows Yeah. that Ice King is Simon. He doesn't know that because he was living during that time. Yeah, I made a note okay. of that in my head when he said Simon in that episode. I was like, oh yeah, he would know. Yeah. So when the Ice King lifts his tunic, he's shown to be heavier than in prior episodes, uh, yeah. alluding to his, what do you want to call it, eating disorder. Yeah. When Ice King climbs on the fridge, he says, someone still thinking about his song. Yeah. While he is crying about being alone, Ice King says, Grod in the sky, please tell me why, referring to Grod, Gob, Glob, and Grod. Oh, yeah, so it wasn't Grod. So our subtitles got that wrong. Yeah. Okay. okay. Oh, Hulu, let me down. Yeah. You know, we have these on DVD, and I yet know. we still watch them on Hulu. It's just, I, don't, I don't have the five seconds to go change discs. Yeah. As Simon Petrov, no, did I say that wrong? Petrikov? Petrikov, thank you. Moves towards a young Marceline in the flashback to comfort her. A scientific parasite can be seen in the breast pocket of his coat, meaning that Simon's intelligence and sanity were still intact at that time. Okay. In the corner of the picture of Simon holding the Enchiridion, part of Betty's face can be seen. Mm. Yeah. In the episode's ending flashback, as Ice King discovers her by herself, Marceline appears to be muttering daddy as she cries. Aw. That's so sad. So do you... Oh! Okay, question. Mm-hmm. Do you think her dad was part of the, like, mushroom war? Like, he started it or contributed to it? Actually, I don't think so, because mm. we get into, like, her parentage later in the series. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. But I think it was because I think it's because he was kind of like a father figure to her. Mm. Yeah. So Ice King's keyboard has a sticker of a red rainicorn with a blonde mane. Yes, I yeah. saw that and I was like is that Lady Rainicorn but it wasn't cuz it, she wasn't multicolored. It looks like one of Lady's parents. Mhm. In the original storyboard when Ice King is ashamed of himself for pushing Marceline and just decides to quote just stay out of her way he climbs into marceline's freezer instead of just on the top of the refrigerator oh yeah he also said that he was an artist instead of a lyricist oh okay yeah 
Hmm, interesting. So on Simon's news article, when the saturations turned up, Ice King's tears mentioned earlier in the episode become more visible. Oh, oh cool. Interesting. Well, there's so much of this. <clears throat> yeah. Um, on Simon's news article, oh, yeah, you just said that one. On the newspaper, it said it was written by Bruce Guys. Oh, guess so. Bruce Guys. Goose. Bruce Goose. Oh, God. Oh, oh Bruce Goose. <laughs> You know what? I think Bruce Goose comes up in the series. I think that's a human version of Choose Goose. <sighs> My world. So Marceline's song, Nuts, mentions that every time I move, eventually you find me. This indicates that Marceline has a lot of houses, probably because Ice King found them all. Marceline knew the crown affects the Ice King, as revealed in later episodes. Yeah, isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, we talked about that. One segment of the song, The Ice King Sings, sounds similar when compared to the second and third stanza of the semi-extended version of We Are All the Crystal Gems, the opening song to the show Steven Universe. Oh, cool. This may be due to Rebecca Sugar's contribution to writing both of the songs. Yeah. Yeah. So on a piece of paper in the past room is a marriage date of background artist Santino Lescano, 8-18-2012. These numbers are hidden in several other episodes. That's right. We have seen that. Yes, we have. So there's a bunch of different um, episode connections. We're going to um, pull out a couple that um, that we'd like to, to talk about. So Gunter can be seen eating the Ice King's Marceline wig, causing it to gag. Gagging on hair becomes an important device for defeating the glitch. And a glitch is a glitch. Yeah, this is Marceline's second appearance in season four since Return of the Dinosphere and Daddy's Little Monster. Mm-hmm. Huh, yeah, I guess mm-hmm. so. There's a newspaper clipping with the Ice King... Uh, discovering the Enchiridion um, from the episode The Enchiridion. Ooh, Ice King's ruined bass drum from the chapter Frozen Blades and the Eat sign um, that appears outside of the diner in Memory of a Memory can be seen in the past room. Hmm. Yeah. The episode introduces a second pair of glasses that Simon wears with a crack over his left lens. This isn't the same glasses he wears during his video diaries as shown in Holly Jolly Secrets Part 2. Um... In Come Along With Me. Oh, wait, I don't want to say that one. Because it that's the last episode. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's going to spoil spoiler. some stuff for you. Yeah. Marceline's wearing a no-smoking t-shirt. Yep, during the whole thing, which I thought was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Ice King mentions prog rock, or progressive rock, a genre of music that becomes popular in early 70s. Innovative prog rock's band include Pink Floyd, Yes, King Crimson, Genesis, Jethro Tull, Rush, Kansas, and Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. I like two of those bands. <laughs> Pink Floyd and Jethro Tull. <laughs> so before Jake picks up the Ice King, he speaks in a similar way to Batman. Oh, there we go. Batman the Brave and the Bold. Yeah, I was just going to yeah, say that. That's awesome. Okay. I was like, he sounds just like Deirdre Badger from Batman the Brave and the Bold. <laughs> oh, cool. Looks like it was on purpose. So your constant harassment of the female gender makes me sick. So yeah, the storyboard calls for him to speak Batman style. This is reflect reflected in the closed captions uh jake's voice actor john dimaggio has also worked on batman the brave and the bold voicing aquaman gorilla grod grod and many other characters as well as playing the joker in under the red hood Hmm. yep um the instrument that marceline and ice king play throughout the episode uh, episode is an omnichord a keyboard like harp that was made popular by the Suzuki Company in the 80s. Mm. This is also what Rebecca Sugar used to play in the background melody of Oh, Bubblegum Nuts and I Remember You. Oh, cool. that's cool. The yeah. colors and letters of the destroyed logo of the shop Simon takes the teddy bear from matches the Toys R Us logo. Huh. Yeah. There are a lot of really cool things in this episode. Yeah, they put a lot into this. Oh, my goodness. 
This episode was bazonkers. Yes, it was. Yeah. So, do you want to hear what your prediction was? Yeah. Based on the name, I remember you. Sure. So you guessed, Finn wakes up from a dream where he is separated from who he thinks his, is his mother. He is saddened when he wakes, not knowing who she is. Finn talks to Jake, who is willing to help him seek out clues to connect his mothers. So, uh, as far as how close it is, D minus. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Creatively, just as sad as this episode is. I know, I right? Like it. So, A++. Thank you. <laughs> so, do you want to predict what the next episode's about based on the name? Yes. The Lich. Okay. <clears throat> the Lich, who is secretly in the body of the snail, tricks the crew into gathering in a small setting. The Lich then presents himself and captures the crew unaware. Ooh, all right. Yeah. yeah. Guess we're going to find out in T-. minus. <laughs> Any last uh, thoughts about this episode? I think this episode is fantastic. I am great story building, super emotional. Uh, I love getting the background on Simon and Marcy. Mm-hmm. How about you? Um, same. I, you know, this episode. If you want a like punch of the gut, like I, I'm not joking. I I cried in this so many times when I watched this episode. Um, and I'm looking forward to what comes next uh, in this storyline, and uh, I'm curious about. The, the future stuff. I also think it's really neat how the um, the writers and, and uh, uh, directors, producers, whatnot, they pull in so many different like different references and cultural clues and things like that. And so it just makes it such a more rounded out, deeper episode. For sure. So should we get to the next episode? Let's do it. All right. Episode Season four, episode 26, the last episode of the season, The Lich. Ooh. IMDb rating of 9.1. Overall, uh, episode 104, directed by Larry Leachletter, Nate Cash, written and storyboarded by Tom Herpich and Skylar Page. Original air date was October 22nd, oh, so 2012. Close. And 2.59 US viewers in the millions. Well, today is the October 24th. Yeah. Yep. Two days off. Mm. Oh, yeah, and the title card shows a close-up of the Lich's face with Finn and Jake as the pupils in his eyes. They're like huddled. Yeah. They're in like fetal position. Yeah, that one. Yeah. His teeth are nasty. So gross. He needs some dental hygiene work. That's what I'm saying, yo. Yeah, probably dentures. <laughs> uh, the episode begins with Finn having a nightmare about the cosmic owl screeching, Billy kissing his lady and the bear and the snail reading the Enkai Ridden. The bear from that wannabe you <laughs> <Yeah>. episode. <laughs> yep. Uh, at one point while he is laughing, Billy's image flickers to the lich and back again. Suddenly, the snail turns into the lich and attacks Billy. Then Finn wakes up in a jolt. He tells Finn about his dream, and Jake says it's a premonition dream. He then says that they should go tell Billy because he was in the dream. Before they leave, Jake explains his dream, uh, that he thought he was in kindergarten, that he had big feet, and that he was also the teacher. Yep. As they are headed to Billy's home, Finn rides in Jake, who is turned into a car. Yeah. Uh, the opening with the dream, I remember the first time I saw this, I was like, what is going on here? Mm-hmm. This is a weird opening. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize it was a dream sequence. So once I get to Billy's place, he yells at them, uh, saying that it is three in the morning and asks why they're there. So Jake says that they wanted to make sure that he isn't dead, to which Billy asks why that they would think that. And Finn proceeds by explaining about the dream. Then a surprising look on Billy's face appears, and he's like, all right, guys, you're going to come with me and uh, stop the Lich from ending the world. Mm-hmm. So they got to go collect some magical gems from all the princesses and Ice King's power crystals to, you know, stop the Lich. 
I didn't know the power crystals protected them from the lich. I didn't know that either. Yeah, that was just interesting. After some time spent collecting all the crystals, the The group stops to rest for a bit, and Jake asks Billy how many more crystals they need. Billy indicates that there's one left. Such a weird, like, segment. He's like, do we have two or one? And... And uh, Billy just shakes his head yes. And he just like refuses to give a, a straight like, up answer. So, so so what is it? Two or one? And Billy just holds up the number one. Mm-hmm. Also, Billy's voice is higher pitched than I anticipated. Oh, yeah? Yeah. But then as he talks, I wonder if they're trying to have him sound like Andre the Giant. Maybe, oh, so his voice is done by Lou Ferrigno, mm. who is uh, the... Uh, Incredible Hulk from the TV series in the uh, 80s. And he's, I believe, partially death, which is why his voice sounds the way it does. Oh, that's cool. It, mm-hmm, it's, mm-hmm. it definitely has a, um, sounds different and I like it. I thought it was cool. I'm going to push the lich in there. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, Finn gets hungry and starts rummaging through Billy's knapsack, looking for candy, um, finding the Encaridian after being smacked out of the bag by Billy and asking why he had it. Billy says that he found it in the mouth of a bear, and Finn blushes with embarrassment as he remembers giving the book away to the bear. Billy says that this book is really important, and then it has magical powers and tells him to turn the sword on the cover of the book, to which Finn does. So the circle on the front opens up showing nine slots where all the gems should go in mystically, except Lumpy Space Princess, which just falls out of, out of the book. So they, they like, pried this thing out of her head oh, completely yeah. unnecessarily. So gross. Yeah. Oh, it's, like, but really deep in there, too. It's so... <laughs> But it shows like later as part of the, I'll get to it anyway. (laughs) So the book shows a brief diagram about what would happen if all the slots were uh, were filled. At first, Jake and Finn wonder what all the holograms are, but Billy uses the blue crystal on his face to activate another hologram. And he goes like, so a man named Buko, Buko appears and explains what the first set of holograms represent, which is all the known universes and dimensions. And how they're connected. Jake tries to play around with it, but it frightens him and he calls it off. Uh, he did like the screen within a screen within a screen thing. Yeah, it's like nauseating to watch. Yeah. Uh, Booko goes on to mention that in the center of the universe is the time room where Prismo dwells. Uh, Billy states that he is going to push the Lich into there, seemingly to, to place the Lich in non-existence. Uh, while Finn and Jake are agreeing with Billy's idea, Billy has an interesting look on his face. They then go to the Candy Kingdom to get Princess Bubblegum's gem, which is the last one. And when they get there, she's experimenting with little creatures, cutting off their legs and reattaching them. Yeah. It's kind of odd. Yeah. Um, Finn breaks through the roof, fall, uh, failing at trying to do so quietly, and after regaining himself, asks for the crystal on her crown. So she's shocked and she refuses, forcing Finn to grab it without explaining why, during which Princess Bubblegum accidentally cuts Finn's cheek with her scissors. And she's like, I'm sorry. And he just kind of hisses at her. And she's like, it was an accident. So anyway, Finn removes the gem from the crown, drops the crown, and is grasped by Jake, who stretches out of the room from the hole that Finn made when he fell in. Finn and Jake run off with the gem, with Princess Bubblegum not far behind them, who has taken the stairs. On the outside, he then puts the gem in the final slot. Uh, a light starts to flash out of the stones on the Enchiridion. Then the Enchiridion starts to shake uh, while the pieces start to fall off uh, and it starts to turn black um, or like um kind of like volcanic rock kind of yeah. consistency. After all the pieces of the cover slide off, 
and or illuminate. Um, as Finn is running, Billy, uh, being behind the trees in the Candy Kingdom, tells Finn to hurry with the Enchiridion. Then Princess Bubblegum runs out, telling him that Billy is really the lich. Yeah, I'm not sure why Finn didn't listen to her there. He just keeps on running. Mm-hmm. So just as she says this, one of the gumball guardians gets up and blasts Billy, and it like... Because it, like, de- detects the, uh, the Lich's presence, and mm-hmm. it blows half of Billy's face away, revealing that it's the Lich underneath it. So the Lich then asks for the book, and Finn realizes that the Lich messed Billy up. He's like, you want to mess everybody up? So he smashes the book over his knee, and yeah, he's knocked out by the power of the Enchiridion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good job, Matt. Yep. Um, fit. Finn, not knowing what had happened, woke up seeing that his action accidentally opens up a wormhole. The Lich laughs because he is pleased and thanks Finn tauntingly. Couldn't have done it without you. As the Lich tries to pass through, Jake grabs him, reacting to PB's request, and stretches as far as he could, trying not to go through. Jake is slowly being dragged into the portal as the uh, ground under him starts to give away. Finn tries to stop Jake from getting pulled in, but instead is pulled in with him. Yeah, and then I thought that was the end of the episode, but then the scene changes to how Finn looked in his reflection scene in their dream in uh, King Worm. So he looks a little more like a real human than Mm -hmm. like Finn does in the actual show. So Finn's playing with his flute, and Jake, who appears to be a regular non-talking dog, is sitting outside a small house with a barn next to it. So Finn's mother calls him, calls him in for uh, what she says is something important. And the episode ends with Finn assuming that he's done something wrong. I can't, what's he say? He must have dung, dung something up or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, he and Jay quickly run inside. And the story is going to continue in the season five opening episode, Finn the Human. This episode, honey, another really big episode. Yeah. Uh, I love the story progression with this one and mm-hmm. how it's like the obvious setup for like a bigger picture thing. This is the first time we have a three-parter. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Because we have this one, and then Finn the Human, and then Jake the Dog. Hmm. And we're going to get Prismo. Oh, yeah. I like Prismo. He's yeah. funny. So what do you think of this one? Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Wow, wow, wow. wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really good. Really, really good. I agree. I just think that... that okay, so let's go back to first off... Um, I think that there is just there's a lot of uh princesses that we saw that we didn't know, like baby princess. Yeah, like embryo princess or whatever. Yeah, something that was. like that. Uh and we saw I think it was really um interesting because so there is greater things happening in this world than we know, and so we are brought into that by gathering all of those like jewels. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Enchiridion being more important than Finn thought, and it was just, just so cool. You know what this was to be a much more fun version of um Harry Potter and the Neverending Camping Trip, (laughs) (laughs) where they're going around and collecting the Horcruxes. Oh man, yeah, for real, yeah. Uh, so apparently, so when the um when they're pulled into the wormhole and the wormhole closes, you can see the jewels fall to the ground, and it includes LSP's star. Oh, weird. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder yeah. if that was a mistake or something. I don't know. <laughs> it is. But um, yeah, I think it was really cool. There's a lot of different times where, so they're they're getting the um all the gems, and at one point they're riding the back of Jake like a horse, Billy and Finn. And Billy's hair is like blowing in the wind and Finn pulls off his hat so he can be like Billy. Like it's so clear that he he looks up to Billy. And so Yeah, I love Im- it. Imagine like his 
instant, I don't know, grief or something, right? He was so confused when it was like, what the crap just happened, you know? And so in his anger, trying to destroy the Enchiridion to keep the Lich from like following through with a plan. But I think he thought he was following Billy's plan, which was to push the Lich through there. But really, that was the Lich's plan. I don't know. It's just so interesting. Yeah. Uh, it sucks too because I really like Billy and he's straight up dead. Yeah, he's gone. Uh, I think I think can I be wrong? Is this the first major character to die in the series? I think he is. Yes? Question mark. Yeah. Anyway, he will be missed. Yeah, I liked Billy as a character. Me too. I loved his theme music. Billy. Also, a question. Mm-hmm. Why didn't PB like? Did she not know about this? You know, like. The Enchiridion and the importance of the Enchiridion and, like, all of that. Like, you think that she would have known. Maybe there were, like, aspects of the Enchiridion she didn't know about. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. I think she knew it was an important book. Maybe she didn't know everything. Yeah. But I could be wrong. Hmm. It seems like she knows a lot. Yeah, that's (laughs) what I'm saying. I mean, it's not her fault, obvi. But how did she know that he was the Lich? Because Um, she said, it's not Billy, it's the Lich. And that was, she said that before the, okay. the gumball guardian. So she must have known about the Enchiridion and the Lich wanting to get it then. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Well, we know PB is really good at surgery. <laughs> she, uh, she's cutting limbs right off, little yep. fellers. <laughs> With like a completely emotionless expression on her face. Yeah. And science we trust. Yep. Is there um, anything you didn't like? No, I thought this was a really good episode in terms of like, and I don't think there's anything I didn't like except for PB's weird experiment. I think they, like, why was that a thing? <laughs> I put that under things I don't like, but like, it's, yeah. I wrote it jokingly. It's like PB. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Immoral. <laughs> <laughs> um, Where was the snail? The snail is front and center in this episode. Yes. He's in uh, Finn's premonition dream as the snail reads the Enchiridion and subsequently appears to kill Billy. Snail Watch 2021. Snail Watch. It's crazy. So there is a fill face. Yee. Yeah. Fill the face. Fill the face. We have another fill the face. Smile. It's about time. I know, right? So <clears throat> when the Lich disguised as Billy uses the blue crystal on his face to activate uh, Buko or Buko that to explain what's happening like in the Enchiridion. Cool. Yeah. Buko is definitely the same species as uh, Keeper, the guy that was uh, holding the key on his head yes. to the- Yes. To, to the Enchiridion. Yeah, yeah. Right? The first Enchiridion episode. Yes. Yeah. He yeah. talks really fast. Yeah. So, what's your favorite line in this one? Um, so when Finn and Jake go at three a.m. to Billy's cave, he was like super awkward and not really sure how to talk to Billy. And he's like, "How are these days?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was great. That's a good one. How about you? Mine is I dreamed I was in kindergarten again, but I had really big feet and was also the teacher, <laughs> Jake. <laughs> uh, just because that just sounds like a dream I would have. I'm like, yeah, yep. wake up. I'm like, well, that was weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> On with my mm-hmm. day. Yep. Give me an impression, brah. All right, it's the bear. Dark yeah. times are coming. Oh, ooh, that was creepy. Thank you. <laughs> What's yours? This is Finn. Guess I done donked something up yet again. Yeah, farm boy Finn. Farm boy Finn. Finn <laughs> farm boy. Human. Finn human. 
been human. Um. Also, when he's <clears throat> on this farm, right? He's playing a flute. Yeah. And he also has a mechanical arm. Yeah. One of the many, many hints that he's got. That arm's coming off. Oh, my goodness. Star Wars style. Jeez Louise. That's crazy. <laughs> yep. There's a whole bunch of triv. Yes, there is. You want to get to it? Yeah. Let's do it. Uh, as we mentioned, LSP's royal gem was the only stolen gem not needed to unlock the Enchiridion, though it floated to the book with the other gems. It simply bounced off the book cover and fell to the side. This may have been because she is not the ruler of lumpy space. Oh, cool. Okay. Mm-hmm. So maybe, so you know how it just kind of bounced off the first time? Mm-hmm. Maybe it just kind of like lingered around because there's something magical about it? I don't know. Yeah. Perhaps. So when Jake enhances the hologram on the map of the multiverse on their dimension Earth, which is missing a a chunk, it's shown the second planet from the sun and not the third. The map shows Venus, Earth, and its moon, Mars, Jupiter, and Saturn, along with its rings and one of its moons. Yeah. I wasn't sure what went, because it went so fast. Mm -hmm. I wasn't sure what it was, but that's really kind of cool. Yeah. It was giving me a headache to watch. Mm Mm-hmm. The Latin phrase that Billy chants to activate the Enchiridion's holographic multiverse map is Exhibio Carotum, which literally means I know Chartres. I show Chartres? I show, oh my God, Amy. I show char- <laughs> Chartres or Chartres, like charts. Yeah. However, it's probably supposed to mean show the map, which in proper Latin would be Exhibe Chartam. Ah. Jeez, Adventure Time, get your life together. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so several of the gems do not match any known characters, including a deep blue, yellow, and violet gem. Huh. Yeah. Both Hot Dog Princess and Embryo Princess. Embryo Princess. It is Embryo. <laughs> like, what is she, the ruler of the uterus? She's got, like, veins popping out of her head. I don't get it. Uh, have a red gem. The only one is used for the Enchiridion. Also, they took all three of Ice King's jewels on his crown, but only the middle jewel was used. Yeah, man. Also, they drew like an angry face and said, wait, what was it? I suck hamburgers. I suck hamburgers. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> on his beard. Yeah. So there's a picture of Jake and Joshua in place of a picture of Lady Rainicorn hung on Jake's bed door. Yeah. Oh. Interesting. Maybe they had a breakup or something for one episode. Hmm. <laughs> The scene where PB is chopping off the limbs of the little creatures and reattaching them was censored in the UK showing of this episode. Uh, and the entire scene was cut as it should have been. It was creepy. It was pretty creepy. I didn't like it. <laughs> so after the portal closes, LSP's gem is present even though it was not used, which is strange. It may have to do with the origin of Lumpy Space. Oh, okay. Well, we yeah. already said that. There you go. Er- Let's look at cultural references. The tapestry with the unicorn and Finn's dream is based on the unicorn and its captivity and no longer dead, which is part of the series of a famous tapestries known as the Hunt of the Unicorn. Oh, what Mm. a horrible name for a painting. Yeah. So in Book (laughs) Otaku. You say what a horrible name for a painting. (laughs) Oh, wait. Tapestry. (laughs) Oh, get it right, Matt. I'm making a lot of mistakes today. (laughs) So I... uh, when Bucco talks about items of great power, a hologram of someone holding a paddle ball is shown. Love oh my it. Goodness, that's crazy. Um, in Finn's dream, the monitor that he's looking at uh, has a similar appearance to an iMac G3. Nice. Totally. We're totally a MacBook family now. Oh my god. So on Anchoridian's lock appears J.R. Token's Elven alphabet, the Tenghua. The writing appears to be the beginning of the inscription of the One Ring. Oh, there we go. Some more uh, Lord of the Rings. Um, connection yeah 
In Finn's dream, Billy's girlfriend says, you talk like justice, Billy, but you can't kick a plane. This is in reference to Invasion song, you speak justice, but you can't kick a plane. <laughs> nice. That's I got to check that song out. Yeah. I've, I'm sure it's one of the songs I know, and it's just I didn't know the name kind of things. There are a few clues within the show that foreshadow Billy's possession of the Lich. One mm. of them is uh, during Finn's dream, when Billy is laughing, he switches to the Lich in one frame and then back. Oh, yeah, I guess that's pretty obvious. Yeah. Oh, interesting. But the frame was removed in the Hulu version of the episode. Huh. Huh. Weird, because I could have sworn. Okay, all right, all right. After Finn tells him about his dream, Billy asks him if he's ready to help him save the world from the Lich. However, Finn did not say anything about the Lich being in his dream. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I did not catch that. <laughs> so Billy never physically touched the gems and refused when Finn tried to hand one to Billy. Ooh. Interesting. Yeah. Billy was unable to speak to Jake when he was using his head as a gem holder, as seen in Mortal Folly. The Lich cannot communicate with anyone wearing a magical gem on their head. Oh, oh cool. my gosh. I don't remember. Wow, wow, wow. That, wow, wow, wow. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Wow. <laughs> so <laughs> Billy had said that he Matt, found- this yeah. is blowing my mind. Yeah, I didn't know that little detail, oh. even from that last episode. That's cool. Do we even watch this show? Right? Oh, man. I'm like, it's making me wonder, like, I'm like, how much stuff have we missed over the years? No kidding. <laughs> so Billy said that he found the Enchiridion in the mouth of a bear, which, yeah, we saw Finn give the Enchiridion to the bear in, in your footsteps, so. Wait, but it was directly delivered to the Lich Possessed Snail. Yeah. <sighs> also in Finn's dream, the bear's wearing a mask, like we know, probably symbolizing he was not who he seemed. Dark times are coming. Oh, my goodness. So, wow. We had some trivia on that one. Holy hell. Uh, and, oh, wow. We're already down to predictions, huh? Yeah. Do you want to uh, Do you want to hear what your prediction was for this episode based on the name? Yes. The Lich, who yes. is secretly in the body of the snail, tricks oh. the crew to gather in a small setting. The Lich then presents himself and captures the crew unaware. Okay, so you are very close in a lot of ways. Yeah. So the Lich... Was secretly in the body of the snail, also in the secret, secretly in the body of Bella. Tricks the crew. Um, they are in a small setting in the cave, I guess. Then he presents himself. Doesn't capture the crew, but he drags them with him. Hmm. I'm giving that like a B plus as far as how close you are. Oh, yeah. Well, thanks. That's pretty, uh, pretty uh, generous. And creatively, also a B plus. B plus all around. Oh, all right. Yep, no rubric. <laughs> <laughs> Why would there be? <laughs> no, no rubric. This is new school. <laughs> welcome to, this is new school? Welcome to 2021. What does that even mean? This is new school. Oh, my God. I'm going to put that on a t-shirt. This is new school. People would be like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. So, do you want to guess what the next episode's about based on its name? Yes. Finn the human. Finn the human. Well, Finn is already human. Hmm. So we know that it, he starts out on this farm, and he gets called in by his mom, who turns out to be Princess Bubblegum, and um, she has traveled to see him to tell them about the whole thing with the Lich and to problem solve getting back to Ooh. All right. Yeah. You know, sometimes I hear your predictions, and then, like, I'll start the next episode, and I'll still have that in the back of my mind. I'm like, wait, wait a minute. This isn't how this episode's supposed to go. I'm like, oh, that's right. It was just a prediction. <laughs> it's not an actual synopsis. Oh, my God. 
for the last time, people, anything you put in that prompter, Matt will believe. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, If it's written down, it must be true. (laughs) I don't understand. Oh, goodness. Hey, Matt. Yeah. We have some listener feedback, listener feedback. Oh, yeah. We got a bunch of it. Yeah. I can't wait. Me neither. We got a voicemail. Woohoo! Yeah, by Abby. And I'm going to play it for y'all right now. Okay. Hi, Matt and Amy. Uh, my name is Abby. I am from Chicago, Illinois. Uh, I am a huge fan of Adventure Time and subsequently a huge fan of your podcast. I have been thinking for a while of how I could pay you back because this podcast, it makes me so happy. I listen to it when um, I'm in a good mood or when I'm in a bad mood. Um, and it usually makes me be in a good mood. So thank you for all the work you do. And I was thinking about it, and I think the best way to pay you back is to offer my services as an artist. I paint, I draw, I do digital art, and I would love to do any work for you for the podcast or anything else. Um, pro bono, I will not charge you. I just want to pay you back. Because in the immortal words of sin, homies help homies, always. So thank you for all the work you do. Um, love you guys. Bye. Oh, that's so sweet. Oh, we love it Abby, so much. That's so great. That was Thank so amazing. You. It took a little while for us to get a voicemail again, but it was a doozy. Oh, my goodness. That was so it. great. Thank you, Abby. And Matt will definitely be in touch with you for sure. Yeah, yeah. So we're figuring out um, what we could possibly use some uh, artwork for as far as like official artwork for the show yeah. goes. And yeah. If you really want to do that, we could totally make something happen. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Thank, you, Thank so much. you so much. I'll be in touch. Okay. Um, we got a email from Lowen S. Um, I've only watched two episodes of this pot uh podcast, but I love it so much. Do you have any other podcasts? Um, Matt does. He has <clears throat> um Modern Horror Show, which is an adult horror themed podcast. And uh check that out if you are a big fan of horror movies. Yeah. Amy has no other podcast <laughs> yet. <laughs> no. <laughs> Once plenty, huh? One is enough. <laughs> so we also got an email from. Oh, also thank you for the for the message. Yeah, we love you so much. Yes, we do. And uh, we got an email from Magic Lobster Lob. I love that name. Yes. They say, "Yo, love the pod- podcast. The podcast. Sorry, love the podcast. You guys got me to go back and watch it." Was wondering when or if a new episode is coming. <laughs> yeah, so actually, we, we got that one like the day that we recorded, that, the day that we released our last episode. Yeah. So yes, since then, we've got, done that episode, and now this one's on its way. Yep, and then we'll have a ranking episode coming up in the next little bit, um, and then we'll take a small break uh, for the holidays and then be back at it for season five in January. Oh, yeah, a little look behind the scenes. As far as ranking episodes go... We initially were going to do our ranking today, like record it today, like like after this one. But in the past, whenever we put our rankings together, we always like to make an event out of it, like go out someplace and yeah. like put a bunch of sticky notes together yeah. and figure it out. It's fun. So we want to do that before we release that one. So we're excited. It's a hot date for it's us. It's a hot date. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. All right, our next uh, email comes from Luna B. Happy late birthday, Matt. Also, I've been a longtime fan, and you guys made me smile each time you uploaded. Keep going and stay determined. Woo! I think our fans, like, are sensing that we're going to give up or something. I know. It's been... 
Hey guys, we are committed. We've had a lot of life stuff happen this year, but we are committed. We're going to see this through to the end. We've talked about it so much. It, it's, we promise you we're not ever going to give up. It's a slow burn, but we're going to get slow to the end burn, of the series. Baby. We yes. swear it. Yes, we promise. We are promising our fans. Yes. Uh, next email is from Lilith A. They say, hey again, you two. Just wanted to show my love and support again for what is, without a doubt, my favorite podcast. You guys are the reason I have to replay Pirates of the Incarnation on Switch and Finn and Jake Epic Quest on Steam. I'm forever trying to convince my friends to watch Adventure Time, then subtly force them to listen to your pod. Y'all deserve way more listeners. Incidentally, thinking about getting an Adventure Time tattoo since you last mentioned it. I'm thinking either Marcy's base or Finn's 40 sword. Ooh, Ooh nice. What do y'all think? Sword, 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 sword. I'm going sword. It's such a cool sword. But Marcy's bass is cool, too. That is true. If you like music at all or you're, like, into music, also that is good. Yeah. But the reason I'm voting for the sword, because I get the feeling there's a lot more Marcy bass tattoos out there. And, mm-hmm. like, the Finn 40 sword is such a deep cut. I love that idea so much. Yeah. Anyway, both of them are awesome ideas. Anyway, love you and wish you all the best. By the way, I'm on Team Rubric. We got to know yes. how you're grading this. Yes. Lots of I love, got- Lilith. Lilith. Hashtag team rubric all the way. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'll consider a rubric for season five. He won't. He's lying. Don't <laughs> believe him. He's not going to do Jack. Um, but lots of love to my hashtag, hashtag team rubric uh, heads. And uh, we will we will forever fight the good fight. Oh, also, she added this. P.S. I can't get any more cat pics. So here's my chunky dog. Aww. And a little cute pupper is on this picture sitting on the couch. Yeah. It's yeah. adorable. I love that dog. And we got a couple of five-star reviews. Um, Hey, guys. Still loving y'all's podcast. Y'all are great. Adventure Time Podcast. Hope. Make me smile all the time. When I have a bad day, I always listen to your podcast. Thanks for making me smile, oh, Evan. Thank you for making us smile, Evan. Yeah, Evan. You're you're the Evan of all Evans. Yes, you are. Also, the, the, the username was Captain Evmo. That's so fun. I love Captain Evmo. Captain that's, Evmo. That's a good one. Thank you so much for the review. And we got another five-star review by Violet Won't Say My Name. (laughs) My last name? (laughs) Oh, Violet Won't Say My Last Name. Who's Violet and do we need to take some action? Does Violet need some stomping? (laughs) 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 Oh, my gosh. Uh, Excuse me. I had a little bit of coffee today. So, You Need to Read the Books is the title of it. And they say, you guys help me help me sleep because I stayed up past midnight and I tried listening to your podcast and it works. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm so glad our podcast can put you to sleep. Although now I'll have to go back a couple of episodes so I can listen to them while I'm conscious. Like, I, okay, just don't listen to it while you're driving. <laughs> That's great. I love it. We love that. Thank you oh, so much. Oh, so good. Uh, Matt, any last thoughts about this episode? I love this episode. It got me really excited for the next season. I almost I wanted to just jump right into the next one right after we finished it. Totally. I 100% agree. And um I think our fans would also be like, "Yeah, Matt, jump jump away." Jump away. Jump 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 away. <laughs> That's the next t-shirt. Um anyway, yeah, I mean, I think this is so fabulous and definitely loved it. Uh great episode. I agree. I wanted to to just like keep watching. Yeah. Forever. You know what? In movies and TV shows, yeah, there are tropes that annoy me, but I hate more than anything cliffhangers. I feel like it's really? cheap. Yep, I, I hate what? cliffhangers so much. No. I always feel like a season of a show or a movie, even if a movie's a middle chapter, 
it has to be its own contained story, so you feel satisfied when you leave. I, I feel had frustrated no with the fr- idea about that. I despise cliffhangers so much. So I just <laughs> when I first saw this episode, I despised the end of it because I was like, "Great, that cheapens it for me." Because now I'm frustrated. I have to wait however many months to get the next episode. But yeah, now, does it change now that you can like binge watch stuff? Oh yeah, if I can binge watch, I'm like whatever. If I'm watching TV in, like, real time and have to wait, like, a full season, I get so annoyed with cliffhangers. <laughs> like, we just saw Halloween Kills, which has a cliffhanger ending. Spoiler free. It's a cliffhanger ending. And I was so annoyed when I left the theater. I was like, this sucks. That's not a complete story. Oh, my I want gosh. My money back. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me how you really feel. <laughs> Matt doesn't like cliffhangers. Apparently not. T-shirt number three. Okay. Man, we got a lot of T-shirts, apparently. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh yes okay well you have done it you've listened to another episode of oh my glob and adventure time podcast um leave us a voicemail 216-260-glob or 216-260-4562 you can also hop onto anchor.fm on the app and leave us a recording yeah and while you're on anchor.fm maybe uh maybe start your own little podcast yeah yeah. It's fun. It's Ooh. cool. And uh, tell us about it, and we'll uh, read your, read about it on uh, on our show. Yeah, totally. You can catch us on Insta, Twitter, or Facebook at oh my Glob Podcast, or email us at oh my Glob Podcast at gmail.com. Absolutely. We're much more active on Facebook and Twitter than we are on Insta, but I'm working on it. Yes. And um, we do have a an intern who will be starting with us for season five. We're really excited. And uh, we're going to... Hopefully have a little more of an active uh, social media stuff happening. But, you know, good things are going to happen. Yeah. All right. Hey. Yeah. Matt. Yeah. I hope you have a lovely day. Hope you do, too. I'm probably going to be spending it with you. Yeah, probably. So I hope we both have a lovely day. (laughs) Me, too. I think I'm going to go make some bagels. Cool. I'm going to go eat some goldfish. (laughs) Yum. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Bye, guys. We'll catch you later. Bye.